Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dying time is here. That's right, we're talking about Leprechaun 4 in space. For reasons. On Kill by Kill. Greetings and salutations, Internet. It's your old pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from outer space. This is the Kill by Kill podcast, where we are dedicated to celebrating the least discussed component of any horror film, the characters. We're going to unpack all the goriest of details of Leprechaun 4 in space, or domestic space, no, 4 in space, in the hopes that a young space marine's untimely end is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at their expense. And as always, there's only one person that I trust that if I'm going to make a DNA concoction to turn me from a semi-robot into a real boy, she won't put a scorpion in it. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Before we go on, I I have a question. Sure, hit me. Whose idea was it to watch this? We we were saying for March we should watch something that is akin to anything remotely Irish, and we had kind of played around with a leprechaun movie and the leprechaun in the hood movies feel um it's it's one of those things that may not be racist but it sure feels it and so we landed on in space so this was a mutual decision you're trying to say (laughs) we both agreed to it yes gina but who said, hey, let's do Leprechaun in space? Was it you it was or probably me? Probably me. No, probably okay, me. first of all, go to hell. <laughs> I want my money back. Uh, this well, is the last it, it show I'm going your to be money. doing. We have a Patreon. People paid you to do this. They give those people their money back. Okay. The, How much did you pay? Like three ninety nine. You didn't three ninety nine. Okay. Three ninety nine. Ah, seems like seems like an okay bargain. I mean, it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's ninety five minutes. Uh, no, how much harm no. could it possibly cost? Every every minute, I felt just ticking off of my life. <laughs> well, it could be worse. Again, let's cast our mind back to Jason X, which we had, I believe, seven separate episodes about. So we could have done that here, but we chose not to. If, if we did that, we broke this into seven episodes, I would not make it past the third episode. I would just <laughs> drop dead. I would I would lose the will to live. Well, hold on to that will just a little bit longer, Gina, because I don't want to alarm you. We are not alone. That's right. We have a special guest. Of course, you probably know him uh, from his wildly popular account on the Teen Dance app t- TikTok, where he is the ultimate key master to all comic book characters. The one, the only, Justin Musso. How are you doing today, Justin? Hey, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about this beautifully terrible movie. <laughs> now, I know that you are... Uh, I, I figured that you were the right person for our show because, A, you really like characters, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things we try to focus on here. And, two, I know you are a horror fan. Three, that you have correct. great taste in T-shirts. And four, you love the middling uh, middle parts of horror franchises. Yeah, it's it's always interesting to me once a series kind of picks up steam and figures out like, okay, this is who the character is. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, the, this is the, the gimmick. This is their hook. And then waiting till about like more than three movies, usually past the three movie mark, they tend to go... Uh, all right what else we got um 
what else can we do with these 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 gruesome killers? Um, I mean, I guess we can make them like a bit cheesier. We can make them really get into puns, even mm-hmm. if they weren't super into puns originally. If they talk, we can we can send them to hell. Yeah, uh, we can send them to Manhattan, uh, and <laughs> sure. we can send them to space. Yeah, this is really early, I think, for going it, into oh, space. Oh, it's it's super early, and the thing the thing that I love most about leprechaun making the leap to space four movies in is that you have three movies that are all basically playing around in the same formula and then a fourth movie that has nothing to do with any of the movies that came before it yeah it's a real side quest or after it it is like the halloween three of this franchise (laughs) um and it's just it's it's just like Interesting because like Leprechaun is already a, a movie or a series that I feel like you can already kind of just jump in wherever and you won't have to worry about any of the other movies in the franchise, how it really ties in the underlying, the, the through line of the movies beyond, mm-hmm. oh, it's Warwick Davis. He's a Leprechaun. Uh, he likes to kind of do like pop culture impressions and puns while he punishes people for trying to steal his pot of gold. But this time I think they add a real interesting left turn to his character in which all of a sudden, they've decided to give him Irene Ryan monologues to deliver yeah. to people. Yeah, that was like that was the interesting thing. I had to I had to think back when he made his first appearance and he started talking. I had to think of two things. One, I had to be like, I feel like in my head his like Irish brogue was thicker in other movies. Yes, definitely. And this is more just like Warwick having a good time. You know, this is just like Warwick hanging out. Like I'm coming to set. I got my money. I'm going to. I'm going to talk. I'm not going to put on airs for this one. I just want. I want. I want two things out of this movie. These are my two contract stipulations for the fourth film in this franchise. One, I don't want to have to do the Irish accent consistently. I want to yeah. just. I want. You can give me a couple like boyos and things here and there, but like for the most part, I'm just going to talk in my regular speaking voice. And two, I want to get some grit. I want to. Who is? The leprechaun, you know, I really want to kind of t- pull back the curtain on him, <laughs> and really, really get to to who he is as a, as a character. And yeah, we got some real monologues that are delivered to, a lot of times to no one. No, it's almost as if he's Deadpool here. He's going direct address to camera. Yeah, where he's just going off on like this is you. Know, this is what I demand. I demand respect. I deserve to be a king. I should have all this stuff. I should do this. I should do that. This is what I, uh, I'm i owed. Why am I still, you know, talking in this spaceship? And you're like, when are you going to start killing some <laughs> yeah, people? It, my dude, it, it takes a while. Like they re- the film really, really leans into like, okay, we are in space. It is a hundred years in the future, but that's going to be more of a throwaway line than anything. And like, yeah, I, I, these wouldn't, are... I wouldn't lock this down to any particular star date because yeah, it's, it's all over the place. I mean, I think the only way you can really lock it down to a time is that every outer space sequence appears to have been a PS2 cutscene. Yeah. It's, it's really like the, the, all the interior shots feel like, b-roll from an episode of babylon 5 that never made it to air and (laughs) all the all the exterior shots are like you know like when 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 you're when you're when the older computers like in the in the the 90s like when when you when your you know gateways and everything would just kind of go to sleep mode 
<laughs> it felt like screensavers anytime like a ship would depart and it'd be like oh boy yeah it, it had that kind of uncanny valley uh like cutting into it because of the fact that it felt like those like the old like yeah playstation playstation 2 era games where they would try to mix computer animation and live action acting and yes. it kind of has that same jarring feel anytime they're like we gotta get to the we gotta get the capsule and we gotta go down to the the, the surface and it's like all right here we go Oh dear, there's a lot of polygons on screen right now. Yeah, it's a lot of video toaster action. <laughs> yeah, and the and the and the the door opening sound effect is straight out of Doom. Oh yeah, I I I love a good Space Marine. I I love I love a good you know from you know when when it's done well and you get stuff like Starship Troopers and you kind of get a lot of things about the questioning of like why we fight war and like what the nature of everything, uh, and then you get uh, these Space Marines. Which are just in it for the money. Yeah. They love they love to kill. They they are they really to well, excited to kill things. And it, it's interesting because like all all the Marines, like, like we don't even find out that they're technically mercenaries until like almost a third into the movie. Um but like all of them are yeah, real gung-ho about wiping out anything that gets in their way. Uh and except for books, our main character, our hero, if you will. Um <laughs> Let's put that in big dick fingers yeah. when it comes big, to hero. Yeah. Uh, if if there can be said to be a hero in this movie, um, <laughs> and, and who is who is like just he literally says like his dream when he was a kid was to be a space marine. That was what it was. <laughs> it was like he he was somebody who very clearly did grow up playing a lot of Doom and was like, man, I could be the Doom Slayer. I could do this. This comes in a weird point in the Leprechaun series because. This is directed by Ozploitation legend Brian Trenchard Smith, uh, mm. who was at the helm of some of the coolest Australian genre films of the late 70s, early 80s. You got The Man from Hong Kong, where he was beaten up by both the film's star on screen and the main villain off screen huh. for lighting him on fire. Um, he would go on to direct films like BMX Bandits, Dead End Drive-In, Stunt Rock, which is a real movie. That Ooh. Gina, we're gonna have to do someday. I am familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Night of the Demons 2, the best sequel to Night of the Demons. I'm not sure. And of course, his <laughs> his crowning achievement, as it were, which is Turkey Shoot, a movie that is so bug fucking insane that you really have no idea what's about to happen next. And everything that happened on screen is half the budget of what it should have been because they lost half the budget at the dog track. <laughs> wow. That, that explains a lot. Like, cause the, the, the whole thing, like I, I, I looked at, I tried to look up some of the stats in this movie. I just like the budget and everything. And it's like, it had a budget of 3 million, which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. But, but watching it, you don't see where that budget went. I would argue until the very end with uh mitten spider, I think is where like, <laughs> most of the budget for this movie went mitten spider um mitten hands robot i think is at least cost them 50 grand and then you have the sequence in which the leprechaun is lubdan is uh he gets he gets bigified mm -hmm. and uh, that sequence is actually well done uh, it's it better is. than I was... anything in jason x gina better than anything in jason x no i no <laughs> This is this is going to this is going to drive a schism into into our podcast. I just cannot get behind 
any suggestion that this is better than anything else. I didn't. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jason I, X I, has better knitwear. We we can I, agree there. I will I will give that, and I will also I have to give points to Jason X for having the best one of the best kills of all time, even if it is technically not even a real kill when he is in the hollow deck and has the sleeping bag between the trees. Is that does make me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> It also has a, a a liquid nitrogen kill. Um, yeah, which yeah, that odd. alone makes it a better movie than *Leprechaun <laughs> in Space*. Right, but at one point in *Jason X*, Gina, I might remind you that someone says, "How do we increase our odds of living?" And the solution they find is to fuck a robot. That's that doesn't <laughs> increase your odds. Patrick, That's not it, how odds work. Patrick, the leprechaun bursts out of a guy's penis. Yes. Yeah, now he, he does. And, and and though I will also say and 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 to contradict myself, a point in favor of Leprechaun 4 in space, something I think the last the last thing I was expecting out of the fourth movie in the Leprechaun franchise that takes place in space mm-hmm. was in, in the middle of the third act, as we're ramping up to this big finale, is just all of a sudden a drag number. That comes out of nowhere. I think it comes from the mind of whoever wrote this movie. I mean, that's somewhere <laughs> at least. I, I, the, the movie does have uh, a focus, which I enjoy. Like it's oh, yeah, it, trying to pl- like, they're like, okay, if we're going to do like an alien thing, like how do we plus up um, an, an a-, a xenomorph bursting out of your chest? Well, uh, a leprechaun haunts your dick, and he, yeah. he jumps out of your penis. Yeah, he swim he swims up your urine stream like those <laughs> tiny little like leeches in the Amazon. Yeah, and yeah. you know, a, a couple of hours later, you know, once he just waiting for his time, his moment to shine. Uh, yeah, he just jumps right out. <laughs> in a, in, a, in a surprisingly bloodless kill, I will say, it's. It's one of it's one of the interesting one of the things that struck me about this movie is an almost an overall lack of gore. Yeah. There really is. Oh yeah, there's no there's lot. there's no blood at all. Almost there's no blood. Yeah, it, it is a, it is a relatively blood. Like the only time we really see blood is like when uh, Dolores falls and hits her head. There's a there's a blood trail after the fact that mm-hmm. we can so we can so we know oh she's dying. Um. <laughs> But like even when like even when when uh, like, like, there's kills all over the place, it's 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 the lack of blood, and weirdly to me it's something that really stood out, an, an absolute refusal to use the word shit. <laughs> like there was five times I counted throughout this movie where something bad happened, and these hardened space marines who are hunting down a leprechaun in their space station choose to go with shoot. And it it feels, it feels um, it was adorable almost that it's like they're 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 willing to like get drunk and and bone down in the like waste disposal unit of the space station. The best uh, place to have sex. The best place. The most sanitary. With the smell of garbage in your nose. That's yeah, when and flesh, you're the horniest. And flesh eating bacteria. Um, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, no, just can't. No, shoots a shit's a bad word. That's that's a step too far. Not for not for these space marines. Somewhere along the line, church money got involved in the Leprechaun <laughs> series. I'm not really sure how they sound like 
Listen, it's fine if the leprechaun jumps out of someone's dick. It's fine if the space princess threatens people by taking off her top. But I don't want to hear S-H-I-T. I'll tell no. you that right now. No, well, and, and like, I, I was like, I was like bracing myself for this being like, okay, yeah, this is going to be a good, like, run-of-the-mill mid-90s direct-to-VHS horror movie where they're just going to use the swear as much as they feel like because who's watching um like when 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 the sergeant comes in and just is like shouting at everyone when like in in the the intro into in the expository scene to explain why they're floating outside this planet in a mm-hmm. leprechaun movie and he's just like shouting like like the doctor comes in it's like oh dr mittenhand uh which is again brilliant name um <laughs> Just like, wow. Uh, and she's like, yeah, the doctor sent me to collect samples. He's like, bullshit, bullshit. He's like, this is fucking bullshit. And like, that's like all of the swearing in the movie is like right there. And then just nice, clean. Like, I don't, I don't think you even really have to censor this movie for television. At least not now. Um, no, you, like you, you can, you, you can show this. that one thing and it's ready to go on USA. Up that's, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, you, you you censor the little bit of swearing and like the toplessness at the end, and you're 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 good to go. Yes. All right. So let's review some of our characters. They're all introduced kind of in in one big scene. You have Mooch, who basically just wants your shit. You have Dolores, who's like a Kirkland brand Vasquez from Aliens. <laughs> uh, we have Sticks, and I was my fingers were crossed the entire time for a damn enchiladas. Uh, reference we never get it Hmm. we have sergeant hooker uh who has been given a space chop top look without the benefit of bill mosley's charm and we have dr tina reeves who over tweezed her eyebrows yeah i I, at, at first when she first appeared i made the mistake of going oh this is the alien because that's how they're gonna show aliens it's gonna be like we don't have the budget for a lot of prosthetics so we're just gonna make their eyebrows really over tweezed and that's how you know and I was like, oh no, she's the she's the the strong female protagonist of the movie. Yeah. That's just how unfortunately women were told they need to overtweeze their eyebrows in <laughs> 1997. It's just a, a relic of the time. And uh Dr. Tina uh, is is forced to be on some sort of space zoom uh mm-hmm. with a person who turns out to be Dr. Mittenhands. He's um I guess German, but more like a Nazi from Hogan's Heroes than anything. He else. is not. Yeah, he. I would not say he's German. Uh, I would say that he is space German. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. He's definitely. The actor is definitely trying for a Doctor Strangelove thing. Yeah, and, and it's like go to hell for trying to make drop a Doctor Strangelove <laughs> reference but in like, Leprechaun but like, in space. But like weirdly, weirdly, like. Again, it's like it's like he's he's very clearly yeah, pulling like from Strange Love and Hogan's Heroes, but then also is doing the like pounding the podium thing, which felt weird to me, especially when it's a joke that is used twice in the same five minute period. <laughs> yeah. Like in the same conversation, he he does the thing where he gets real upset in German, uh, and so he bashes his like control console, and it maybe causes him to go haywire, but doesn't really. Yeah, it gives them like a little electronic orgasm a little bit yeah. in public. Uh it it's an odd it's an odd maneuver. Um and of course uh, there's another character, there's a guy named Danny. I think the only reason he's in the movie is so that he can be referred to as Danny Boy later on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's and of 100%. course 
our dick fingers uh, hero, uh, at least our physical hero, uh, books, a character who I assume lifts large hardcovers as weights. Uh, that's the only reason I can figure yeah, out why it, he's called books. It felt weird because I was like fully, I was bracing myself when he introduces himself as like, call me, they, they call me books to Dr. Tina. Um, and I was bracing myself for being like, I got that nickname because of this reason. And they never do it. They just like, <laughs> yeah, he's books. They, they don't do it with anyone. They're not like, this is why he's called sticks. This is why it's like, it's like mooch is like, it's like mooch is like a little bit apparent because he's very clearly trying to like constantly mooch off people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he, I found Mooch oddly endearing, and I was sad to see him go the way he went. <laughs> no one gets a what I would call a glorious send off necessarily. No, um, and their introductions are leave something to be desired. Books in particular is assigned to be Doctor Tina's bodyguard as they go down to this planet, and he looks over at Doctor Tina like he's thirteen, and they've been assigned to dissect a frog together in class but he's mm-hmm. overwhelmed by an inappropriate boner. Yes. He's hiding something, but it's not a secret. Everyone knows it's a boner books. Yep. Everyone. Yeah. It's, it's, he, he's trying to hide a boner. And then later the, the boner from his heart of feelings. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just, it's just, it, it's, it's everyone feels stuck with Dr. Tina while they have to go try to, I guess, kill the leprechaun and the one the one other alien in this movie, which yeah. is seen very briefly and it's seen alive and then dead. Yeah. It's kind of um, a, a shit weasel. Um, it mm-hmm. looks like uh, I once described the, the, the creature from the 3d version of parasite, the 1983 version of parasite mm-hmm. is a burnt oven mitt with teeth. And I think it still applies here. Yeah, it, it's it's just one of those interesting things where, you know, they're they're walking through the remains of a set from the first season of Star Trek uh, <laughs> to find the leprechaun, and this shit weasel looks at them from around a rock, so they open fire, and then apparently it's the only shit weasel on the planet <laughs> because it's just not, it, it's it's just there for I guess a jump scare if we want to be really generous. I, I don't um, even know if I would call that a jump scare. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. Maybe maybe you would lift slightly with your thighs. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. If jumping is involved. Here's here's the thing. I this is the only Leprechaun movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Welcome. And 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 I feel like you know I should I should have watched the other ones to understand the Leprechaun, and yet and and yet I feel like like it would not have helped any. Not at so, all. No. so the leprechaun, he can make you know, you jewels and 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 you know precious items appear out of thin air. Mm-hmm. He can shape shift. Yes. He can be blown up several times and regenerate. Yeah. But and all of his pieces seem to be independent of one another. So his spirit yeah. can go up someone's peace stream, but his his head can wink at you. Mm-hmm. But he can't. He can't generate his own gold. If the gold is taken from him, he has to hunt it down. It, it, it is yeah. his great Achilles heel. Yeah. Oh, it, it, okay. it, in, in, in the in the previous movies, that's set up to be his hook. Is that 
because like the characters steal his gold. And so that's why he's hunting them down in this movie. That's not referenced at all. No. Um, and, and, and in fact, the only, I, I mean, I guess it's not overtly referenced because the only characters really steal his gold is either immediately killed by him with a lightsaber uh, or uh, I guess he's technically hunting them down because they take the gold back up to the ship, but it's not as like overtly stated as it is in previous movies as that being the reason why he's going after them. Like it, uh-huh. it's, 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 it's more that he's going after him because they have the woman who's going to give him prestige. Yeah. He, he's got a thirst for power in this one. Yeah. It's, it yeah. seems to be a very different motivation for him. And this sort of princess Leia esque, uh, princess, mm-hmm. uh, but not with the moxie so much. She's just, um, she wants to kill her dad. She wants to be in charge and she would like to be rich. And yeah. then after they're married, they both plan to kill one another, which, you know, uh, it, it's their fetish. It's their love life. Yeah. Her name is uh, princess Zarina. And I think her main distinguishing factor is that she would be a middling makeup tutorial person in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If there's a yeah. lot of gold dust work. Yeah, I like that she is supposed to be you know part of a uh, you know soul from another planet. You can tell her she has green lipstick mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. and blue blood, blue blood that appears to be some sort of I don't know. Um, it's like a blue milk variant. Yeah. It's, it- uh, it very much looks like skim milk with blue food coloring in it. And so, yeah, they plan to get, you know, married, you know, in this space economy. It doesn't seem <laughs> to make sense, but listen, I'm not going to get in the way of love or whatever they've uh, decided <laughs> to do. Um, but uh, so <laughs> they, uh, they get assigned to go down and rescue this princess and they blow up uh the leprechaun with what appears to be a holy hand grenade. Yeah, it's it's well, it, it, it's actually. I mean, it could be seen as a noble a noble sacrifice by the leprechaun because he knows that like he's unkillable. He is yeah. he is nothing can stop him. But if something happens to his meal ticket, then the whole plan is absolutely shot to hell. So yeah, so he he dives on top of a grenade to save the princess's life, although it does blow off her hand. Yes, it absolutely does. And uh, we're told later on that it cannot be reattached, and yet she regrows a hand, mm-hmm. which is apparently an attribute that she has. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of fucking plot in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This uh, it, it feels almost like they were saving up through the last three movies to just really dump a lot of exposition in this one because, man, there is a lot of exposition in this one to explain you know, why the space Marines are here to explain why they're hunting down the leprechaun to explain how the blood works, to explain how the shrink ray works. Like every, yeah. every time they introduce a new facet of the movie, there is also an explanation given by a character about what's going on. Yeah. And, and yet we never find out why the leprechaun in space. No, <laughs> we sure don't. He's just there. He's just there. It's it's it, it, it. You know, Leprechaun Three does not end with him jumping on a rocket ship. It is out of nowhere and has nothing to do with any other. It is a standalone movie in the I middle mean, of this franchise. Uh, you know, we're we're in space because Earth is a is a planet in space. So fair again. We're all in space. Okay, <laughs> so Gina 
point leprechaun for in space. No. <laughs> I refuse. I will not concede on this. Um, Apparently, like, like I think I think literally the only like pseudo reason given for why the leprechaun is in space is he is, I guess, going mining colony to mining colony in order to steal the gold out of the mines. Sure. And, well, hey, I think you cracked it. Why not? Yeah, I think I think that's in, in, in a search for logic and reason of my brain trying to piecemeal together anything that can stand as like, this is why this is happening. That's what that's the best I could come up with. I mean, it's happening because the script said this is right. what we're filming today. Ultimately, is what it comes <laughs> down to. Speaking of which, the first of the gang to die is a guy named Lucky, a man with uh, hair and some skin. He doesn't have any <laughs> other attributes. I don't yeah. know what else to say about him. But within this film, he exists and he is murdered by a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. In, in, the, in the first of the pop culture references made in this movie. I guess, again, to really underline the fact that this is a leprechaun movie in space <laughs> that he that he just happily like like Bugs Bunny with a mallet behind Elmer Fudd. Like the leprechaun just like sneaks up, like winks to the camera and ignites a lightsaber and just hacks away. Yeah, just just puts it up as woo-ha and I, you know, he's dead. And then they blow up the leprechaun with a hand grenade. Mm-hmm. And as per tradition for all space Marines, when you blow up a leprechaun, you pee on it. Mm-hmm. And that's what a guy named Kowalski, a.k.a. K.O. does. He decides this is the perfect opportunity to pee on a mangled corpse. He's waited too long. And in a reverse Freddy and dog pee resurrection, the spirit of the leprechaun crawls up K.O.'s pee stream into his penis, into his penis. <laughs> And, and 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 apparently instantly gives him gonorrhea or at least the appearance of gonorrhea, <laughs> given that like he he pees on the leprechaun like a piece of the leprechaun's body. The spirit yeah. crawls up the pee stream. He instantly feels pain, and sticks makes a joke about him having gonorrhea, and it's yes. like that's it's like yeah all right yeah no, no we get it. Yeah, didn't anyone see the green ghost crawl up his yellow hick road into <laughs> his penis? The penis then, that he later refers to as Mr. Snake. Yep. Yeah, he needs to pick a moniker for his penis, Gina. <laughs> you you should like you should have one. I'm not saying you can't have any, but I'm not I, you shouldn't be free floating. You shouldn't have multiple. Like choose one that works for you and stick with it. And he's kind of like, it's different every time. It's like, yeah, that's not gonna fly in a fucking herald, asshole. Like you yeah, he's, stick to he, a plot. He's he's like he's like he's trying out nicknames for his penis and he's not sure like it's like based on reaction like based on Dolores's reaction he's like how about this one does this one work? no okay not the 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 big guy no okay uh Mr. Snake no all right uh no we'll work on it no we'll workshop it don't worry yeah and so he's playing so you think you can name my penis and <laughs> we're all handcuffed to watching it um so one down we got that going for us uh, and then we cut to a scene in a space lab, uh, and you know it's a space lab because the sound engineer has added beeps and boops to Doctor Tina's very analog clipboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when she turns around, we see that someone with double stick tape has added a small calculator to the backside <laughs> of the hospital chart holder that she's doing business with. 
and I kind of <laughs> fell in love. Uh, oh God, that's so. I didn't. I don't know how I didn't catch that. I, I, I mean, I guess I was just so enamored with everything else happening in the movie that I, I, I didn't catch that detail. But man, oh, that just, that just makes me love this movie a lot. Like I couldn't. I found. I, I will say, spoiler alert. I found I couldn't hate this movie by the end of it. I couldn't. It was like too dumb. It, it was it was it was like a dog that like catches its tail. It was just like a dog like, tripping over itself. It's like I, I can't I can't be mad at you if you're gonna pee on the floor. You're too dumb. You don't know what's going on. Uh, it has it has a purpose. It has a and purpose it and, and for that purpose. And I think it achieves what it sets out to do. Now its aim is so low <laughs> that you would not really have to raise your foot to clear it. That being said. I think it accomplishes what it wants to be, which is a direct-to-video middling sequel. Yeah, in the Leprechaun franchise. It, it, in terms of the goals it sets for itself, it is knocked out of the park. It, they, they, they aced it. Uh, No, the park is very small. Yeah, the park is very small. (laughs) It is not regulation size. It is, it is definitely a little, a little league park. In fact, it might even just be the Sandlot from the movie The Sandlot. Uh, but it, it is, it is. They, I mean, yeah, they, they, it has a beginning, middle, and an end. It has a coherent <laughs> plot that they try to patch along the way with clunky yeah. exposition and a random scene in which there's a real hard bargain made. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, well, let's get to it. We're, 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 we have one more introduction to make, and that is mm-hmm. Harold. Uh, he is a 51-year-old uh, 1980s nerd. Yep. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming someone... It gets shrunk in that dumb machine he has later. No, someone gets bigger in the machine later. Mm-hmm. Ha, ha, ha. I thought I was so fucking smart. No, I wasn't. <laughs> um, and then Dr. Mittenhands has a scene in which he decides to yell, and he and he says this line, no one leaves the ship unless I so say. And And I was like, you know what? Between this and the calculator, it's moving up the ranks for me. It really is. <laughs> it, it's interesting and in like how weirdly spaced out the deaths in this movie are, because you know you get the leprechaun jumping out of Ko's dick, and then there isn't really another death for a while. Uh, they don't have enough cast members. They I mean, sure that, don't. That was, they that's really the advantage don't. that Jason X had. Is there are thirty six fucking people. He doesn't movie. even use like leprechaun magic on most of them. Yeah, like no. like like one guy he just drops a big a big metal thing on him. <laughs> that's that's the other that's the other thing that really stood out to me about this movie is like in my head from like the couple of other leprechaun bits and pieces I've seen over the years, he's really about using his magic to get his way. And in this movie, he is way more content to just grab a gun and just have a gunfight with whoever's nearby <laughs> instead of just like using his magic to kill them. Uh, he's just like unplugged. He's like, you know what? Every once in a while, there's that bond movie or a mission impossible movie where they like, (laughs) let's take the tech away from them and they'll just have to use their wits and their physical attributes. (laughs) And that's this for, for this movie. They're like, this is, this is, this is, this, this is the leprechauns diehard in space. (laughs) Speaking of diehard. Um, there's a disco ball in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, there appears to be some sort of party deck. If you want to watch four guys <laughs> literally drink on a broken table with four plastic cups that they're not allowed to refill, this is the movie for you. 
because yeah, it has it. It's it, it was an interesting moment when they introduced the entertainment deck because to me that scene really underlined like oh this this space station is built for way more people and yeah. this disco is just empty. There is <laughs> nobody here. This is a this is a sad place for this yeah. crew to go and try to unwind in between their tasks. At least the disco in Jason Takes Manhattan on that tugboat mm-hmm. at one point had people in it and an inexplicable bar and a popcorn machine full of popcorn. This doesn't even have that. No. At one it point, is- the space well, a space marine, I think it is sticks, says, here's to nasty sex and women who never say no. And Brooks go, uh, Brooks goes, oh, no, no, no. Here's to our dead co-worker. Oh, yeah, he's- don't. That's first. You, that's a first thing. <laughs> he really, he really kind of kills it. Like it, it's. I know that it's meant to show that like books is no nonsense. He is here. He understands what it means to be a marine. Um, mm-hmm. But it really does kind of kill the mood. It really, it really paints books as being this downer, and as everyone's being like, "Hey, yeah, we're just trying to relax as we're all space marines." And yeah, somebody died, but like we can, we're just trying to ignore that fact. And then books is like, no, 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 we're not ignoring anything. Mm, no, we have to, no. we have to send them off. Semper Fi, do or die. Yeah, yeah. Kill, kill, um, kill. Uh, I, I were, I was workshopping some other uh, names for Ko's penis. Um, I had Boom Arm, mm-hmm. uh, Rocket League, mm-hmm. Chorky, <laughs> uh, Leprechaun Soul Repository. None of these <laughs> went over. Okay. Uh, but before you know it. Uh, in the middle of uh, the garbage disposal area, uh, Ko's wiener begins to rebel against its main purpose, uh, then bulge. And then Dolores's response is, what did I do? That's a lot of personality for her. That's a lot of responsibility a lot for her to take personally in this particular situation. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she's really, she's, she's really taking ownership of the fact that he's having some sort of deadly priapism uh, yeah. and that she is the cause of it. She is like, I did this. This is on me. <laughs> this and is like, on me. There's, there's the, you, you could feel the undercurrent of being like, she's a little proud of it, though she's very freaked out by it and angered at the fact that it kills him. But there is like a, a little bit of pride in that being like, I did this, guys. This is my fault. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to brag, but once upon a time, I got, a leprechaun to Superman <laughs> out of a guy's deck. <laughs> so not everybody, not everybody could say that. Not no, everyone that's... can say that, but le- the leprechaun fucking Jordans yeah. out of this man's dick halfway across the spaceship. He did, he's just off. He, he, he is off. And then he does a John Wayne impression to shoot the gun out of her hand. And like, not even just like a John Wayne impression. He's just dressed like a cowboy now for no reason other than to the joke and quotes John Wayne. Yeah. And he has a gun. He has a gun. He just has. He doesn't steal that he, gun. He happens he to have the hat and the gun. And that's the other thing. Like throughout the movie, he is constantly stealing the guns of the people he kills, except for this <laughs> one time where he can just magic a pistol out of nowhere. Yeah. The, the, I mean, we for a very long time because we covered all of the Nightmare on Elm Street films mm. in, in the same way we are doing this, talking about it one character after the other. And we kind of determined uh, after all that that no one ever figured out how Freddy Krueger works. I mean, there's the basic thing, like he kills you in his sleep unless he doesn't want to. Right. And then, but you have to be asleep unless you're not. 
there's just no one knows how fucking Freddy works. But I'll tell you right now, not a fucking soul on earth understands how Leprechaun works. He just no. does what he wishes. Oh, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like, you know, he he wants he wants all of his deaths to kind of feel special. He doesn't want to just like do the same thing over and over and over again. He wants he wants to make that joke and like be able to turn to the camera and wink. Once upon uh, a time, he would do a rhyme couplet. And yeah, here, he's just that's the, other the chattiest motherfucker that I think we have ever covered on this show, Gina. I mean, <laughs> do you remember when we used to have to attribute all these feelings and ideas to Jason? And here, he's like, oh, hold on, hold on. I, I've I've been, I've prepared something for this kill. Uh, this yeah, kill. and 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 as I mentioned earlier, half the time he's talking to himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not like he's chatting up Dolores. He's just like, hey, it's you and me here. So while the you know assistant director is behind the camera giving the stretch symbol, <laughs> I'm gonna talk yippity yippity yap 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 at you. Yeah, and you had the the, the lack of the rhyming thing. Was again, I was like, I thought this whole deal was that he spoke in like limericks and couplets, but uh, yeah, he just traded those out for monologues this time around. And he is, he is the antithesis of Jason. Whereas, yeah, where you have to a hundred percent be like, well, I guess this is what like you, he, Jason is a blank slate and the leprechaun in this movie is a full three act play. That is just like, <laughs> he is, he is here to do some Arthur Miller work and just talk yeah. The entire it's, time. It's a fucking one-man show. Chandy Canty just pulling <laughs> his own fucking string. But he's not the only one who's having difficulty getting across here in, in the movie. Because we also have this sort of relationship uh, blossoming between uh, books and Dr. Tina. And I've seen grocery bags with more sexual <laughs> chemistry than these two. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. It, 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 it's, it's the most obligatory relationship that I've ever seen on film. That is it. You could, you could literally feel the characters be like, (laughs) I guess because we're going through these motions, we are going to have to end up together, but neither Mm -hmm. of us is going to be particularly happy about it. No. And they don't like one another. And every time they talk to each other, it's like uh, the most awkward fucking thing you've ever (laughs) seen until it becomes sexual harassment in the workplace. Right. Until until, um, until, it, until it is just books like openly staring at Dr. Tina's ass as she walks upstairs. <laughs> well, listen, he's only human. Eh, I'll well, put that in well, big fingers yeah. too. <laughs> um, speaking of agents of sexual chaos, let's get back to Harold. <laughs> oh, Jesus, this um, creep. He went from zero to foot fetish so fucking fast. And like and not then, even... Then we yeah. find out he's a knee guy. Yeah, that was the thing. That was the twist that threw me. I was 100%. The second he's left alone with her, I was like, oh, he's a foot guy. And then, like, no, he goes, he blows past those feet and is real yeah. about those knees. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, have you seen these knees? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't even know what you get sexually out of yeah. a knee. But like, is, and, is a- and, and then he just keeps going, and, like, he seems enamored more with the gold dust on her stomach than anything else about it and 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 it's it's i i also it did elicit a chuckle from me when dr Mittenhands slowly inched into frame behind him while he's <laughs> leering over i was just like this is like how and how long are they gonna wait before he says anything about what is happening right here it's so strange to think that harold and dr Mittenhands's relationship is post 
Mystery Science Theater 3000 Man <laughs> and Simon and Hecubus. Yeah. It's just like they took a little little from column A, a little from <laughs> column B, added some German and 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 the guy who wants to fuck knees. Yeah. <laughs> that's where it goes. Man, yeah. And 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 just like yeah, he he just and that that's where we make the of course the the big the momentous discovery that then propels Dr. Mittenhands, which again, it's hard to tell if that was his plan the whole time or if yeah. it just happened to work out that he and and in this, you know, somewhat cybernetic form that he is in happens to come across a MacGuffin that allow that could allow him to be human again. Yeah. So, you know, he concocts this plan like, oh, we got to drain this this check of blood. And then um, he tests it out by scraping a little makeup off of his hand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and pouring some blue goo on it, a melted down shark bite. <laughs> and then it grows a finger. <laughs> like, yeah, well, okay. they, 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 they have to put it under the special purple time ray that Joe, so yeah. that they can they can show that they're like we're not going to completely bullshit science this we're not just going to say oh it, it it's not it's not don't be ridiculous we're not saying that we when we pour the alien blood on the skin cell that a new finger just appears no 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 we're going to make sure to show it with this nondescript beam that we're <laughs> guessing is supposed to show the progression of time so that over time it would happen i mean and and then, then when it works he yells i'm a genius yeah which- that's that's saying a lot debatable you had an idea and then you you had a lot of things that did your job for you that doesn't make you a genius like when i scan something in my printer and it goes (laughs) to my computer i'm not a genius like i just use the tools that i had available to me yeah harold is real talk uppy about dr mittenhands being a brilliant genius who you shouldn't cross he's a mad genius and yeah and and yet his plant literally boils down to I'm a genius. It's a scientific breakthrough. And my scientific breakthrough is if I shoot myself up with this alien goo, I can be human again. Like there's no like mixing of a concoction. There's no like dilution process that has to happen. It's literally just let me get a, a, just a, a, a plunger full of this alien blood. And if I inject myself with it, that'll do the trick. Yeah. I mean, they do have a drink blender. So that's they, true. They, they are do, prepared they... with a real tool of the trade. <laughs> is they can make they can make alien goo that regrows your body and a pina colada. Yeah, he's supposed to be like they're they're all very intimidated by him, and yet he seems to it seems possible to cause him to malfunction simply by hitting him really hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it's also the thing that like when, when they finally have the big reveal where you get to see what is left of Dr. Mittenhands in this like proto Dalek wheelchair kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that like I, I was anticipating him being like, you're not allowed to leave the ship. I'm in control here. And I was expecting him to like, you know, lock down a door or like blow up the shuttle. But he doesn't do that. And apparently doesn't really have control that far. He just... <laughs> no. He he's just like I'm saying so because I I am upholding my end of the contract. We have we have an agreement, we have a document, and and, and you are in my employ, and I am opting because of a subclause in this contract that you must continue being in my employ, or I'll have you brought up for insubordination. Yeah, he's basically threatening threatening them with like a one star rating on Yelp if they don't do what he says. And I'm like, oh, I guess we got to do it. 
Let's and, go. Let's go search after this fucking leprechaun, everybody. And then so Sergeant they, Hooker, yeah, ne- like negotiates like the back end of this of like in a weird thing. It, it was like weirdly specific, being like we get a percentage of anything you make from this alien serum plus a percentage of anything you make in the mines over a certain extent, and then we get an additional point. It was like watching a really low stakes episode of Shark Tank happen <laughs> in the in the middle of this movie for no reason, and then just kind of moving it along. Yeah, it it feels more like it was Brian Trenchard Smith's negotiation with the peop with the people who own Leprechaun <laughs> because yeah. the, he directed three and it was the biggest direct to video movie of that year and he's like, all right, I'll do a fourth one if it's in space and I get this part of the gross and it's like, oh no no part of the net like never take net points everyone never mm-hmm. take net points. Uh, anyways, um, they decide to search for the leprechaun inside a waste unit, which has flesh-eating bacteria in it. And wouldn't you know it, uh, the leprechaun who already has a suit on, why does he need a suit? That I was don't fucking the, know. Again, that was another interesting choice. It's like, it, it's very evident that the leprechaun can survive anything, but I guess he just didn't want the inconvenience in his plan. Of having to reconstitute himself that early. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't want to touch any of the extraneous chains inside of him. Like, why do you need chains? Wait, why are there so many chains in this weight disposal? Why are there so many chains in, like, <laughs> like where your poop goes? Where are you lifting and hauling inside of there? And I, I, I guess, I guess, like, some kind of, like, uh, like engine lube as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that gets uh, spritzed all over books and some sort of <laughs> ejaculate denouement. <laughs> Anyways, Mooch ends up uh, having his suit cut open by the leprechaun, and he enters heaven on the wings of, of borrowed angels, I guess. Um, <laughs> we learned that, that Mitten Hands is kind of a jazz hands. Like, he has a lot of whoa, 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 in his face. Um and the man, the leprechaun is fucking complicated. Yeah. He's just complicated. <laughs> Gina? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> There's so many fucking side quest convos that happen in this. Like Dolores asks Sergeant Hooker if it's her fault that KO is dead because I gave him a boner. Like she's still <laughs> on this. And he's, and he's like, he would have wanted it that way is his response. And he's like, it's like, I hope when I die, I have a boner. She kind of looks at him like, really? I could help you with that. Yeah, you know? exactly. she, she, I, yeah, yeah. She, she goes from being like, I'm, I'm racked with guilt because I gave this dude a death boner to, Hey, I mean, if you're looking at, if you're in the market for a death boner, <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> I have results. Like I've had Proven. a leprechaun <laughs> shoot out of a guy's dick like he's in a cannon in a circus and like that could that could be yours there's a firefight in which the leprechaun magics handcuffs onto book's hand mm-hmm. just i it's very low stakes magic there's just not a lot of tension when all the action is, takes place 50 feet from where any human being is it's also the thing of like he he handcuffs books to a to this uh, like a, a, a shelf and <laughs> could just could just cut him off there could do a million things with him and instead chooses to stand back a safe 20 25 feet and just shoot mm. fireballs at him yes just threaten him more with fireballs out of his fingertips to like yeah. this is coming at you this is coming at you oh 
it's not coming at you. Okay. It's also, it's also definitely a thing where the way that they showed the leprechaun, like sneaking about and listening in on everyone's conversations. I thought he would, is to be kind of like, you know, like a, a like, Oh, he, he's going to arrange like ironic deaths based on the way yeah. that they're talking about. And no, it, it sure isn't not to do it. Not any, not any of the people he kills. Does he no, kill? I thought he was going to, I thought he was going to pull a predator. Right. Them, where he's like uses what they say against them or uses their fears against them or uses their wishes against them. None of that happens. Just he goes, Hey, Danny boy, look out. And he drops a fucking crate on him. Like, yeah. And then, it. and then turns and talks to the camera for a minute. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's nothing fucking happening yeah. here. It's just, it's just so useless you just have you watch people run up and down the same sets over <laughs> and over and over again and then they send people into rooms one at a time yeah so, so yeah, yeah. Goes, hey it's your turn to go into this room alone we'll be over here that's not how military <laughs> strategy that's works. not that's not good military strategy at all and then yeah poor dolores <laughs> like draws down on the leprechaun picks him apart his his Poor dummy leprechaun body explodes. Yeah. And then instantly reforms just to just to flip her over the thing and then bash her on the fingers with the shillelagh. Yeah. Uh over and over again. Yeah. It's just like fine, you're just waiting for him to like hit some sort of rhyme scheme. And then he kind of does a nursery rhyme. Yeah. And that but that's it. Yeah. And books goes, oh, she's gone. And by Dolores, R.I.P.D. Yep. All right. Yep. We better go check and like we double check. Yeah, she she sure is seemingly dead. But then she makes sure she lets him know to kill that son of a bitch. And like that's her dying words. Yeah. <laughs> Just she never stops breathing though. For a no. dead person, yeah, she's she... very visibly breathing. Yeah, I love a visibly breathing <laughs> dead person. Uh, then Harold is fooled by a very PG illusion of Doctor Tina naked. Mm-hmm. Again, you this could have been something, and they decide not to do it really. And then he gets shillelagh in the balls, and before you know it, his face becomes a personal pan pizza. Yep, yeah, and it's that's how it's, he dies. They decided for whatever reason to make Harold's death very cartoony. Yeah, he's yeah. the only one they really put any effort into. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> He Harold Harold ends up over the alien princess. Harold ends up with the second most prosthetics in this movie. They they, they make him a, a flat face, and but and the camera's like, we gotta we gotta get this from every angle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we paid twenty five grand for this, and yeah. we need to see it. We, we he, gotta he make just, sure it reads. He just really looks more like a Dick Tracy villain than anything else. <laughs> yeah, it, it 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 was it was a weirdly like who frames Roger Rabbit moment in the midst of this thing where he had just stabbed the leprechaun with his own shillelagh yeah and and i I was that doesn't work and i wasn't fully anticipating the way that leprechaun had again magicked the tray i was anticipating that to be like a decapitation like okay here we go this is an r-rated directive vhs horror movie we where's the dismemberment and no, it doesn't. It 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 hangs vertical and just flattens his head. It's it's a real moment that happens in this movie. Then yeah. they get into yet another fucking gunfight. Yeah. And Dr. Tina is doused with acid and sticks grams a, a, a jug of water and just 
pours it over her. I, that is not how acid works, everyone. You can't just... I'm no scientist, but even I knew enough to be like, you don't just dump water on someone who's had acid spilled on them. No, it's it's like the producer goes, listen, uh, we're entering the last half an hour of this movie. <laughs> we need to get Dr. Tina in fewer clothes. <laughs> so get that vest off of her. And at another point, the leprechaun steals her pants. It, it's not even the leprechaun. It's, it's Mitten Spider. Because apparently, oh, apparently, apparently at that moment, they choose to set up, which I, I it has a weird foreshadowing earlier in the movie when they first introduced the full mitten hands where he he makes a comment about how he's still like seductively brilliant and like leers at Dr. Tina. And that's never addressed until he's transformed into a spider monstrosity and <laughs> rips her pants off as she's crawling through an air duct. Well, he's only human. Well, well, he was only human <laughs> before he became half cyborg yeah. and then and became then a, a scorpion spider, spider. spider. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but h- hold on. It's not done yet because <laughs> congratulations. Uh, Sergeant Hooks has one number to impress. And then it's down to two queens <laughs> and only one crown. <laughs> and we get a full on drag number from Sergeant Hooks. So Gina is is he going to stay or sashay away? I mean, he 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 definitely sashays away in the movie. <laughs> also, he's actually a robot, which seems to be a yeah. a, a a unfair advantage over the other queens. And bearing bearing true. the lead, like there's 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 a lot, like there's nothing about this character. The only thing we know about Sergeant Hooks for four fifths of the movie is that the reason he has this like iron plate in his head or steel like plate on his head is because in the last of the space wars uh he had went to go save books who was injured but now is fine um and had taken like a shot or like a a, a, a cannon fire or like grenade or something that had like impacted his skull and it was still able to get him on the like flyaway ship and yeah. So he now has a steel plate. Like, that's all we knew about him until this five-minute drag fight where (laughs) it's, like, revealed that he also apparently has, like, disassociative identity disorder where he's, like, having this, like, Glenda Glenda moment. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Very Glenda Glenda. And then he's also a cyborg. It feels like a weird... It just comes... There's a lot to take in. And that's, by the way, sandwiched... In between, like in between those two points, is him pulling a pair of nunchucks out of his purse and just <laughs> excellent nunchuck work. And it's yeah, just he practiced. Yeah, this is he. He was ready. He didn't want it. They didn't have money for a stunt double, so he said, "I'll, I'll, I'll learn how to do it." And like, I, it's it's hard because I I'm tr- I, I am honestly split on whether or not this is an offensive portrayal with 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 like drag and everything and like i feel like on like the surface it is just because it's a portrayal of drag and in like a straight to video movie in the 90s that doesn't really have a lot of chance to get fleshed out or like yeah the joke def- is that he's in a dress the joke so is that he's in a dress an deficit here yeah. but it's it feels like this is an, a, an avenue that could have that, that you know in in a in another movie would have been handled or at least addressed at any other point in the movie that he had this, like, you know, he, he he was a woman trapped inside a cyborg man's body um, that was just dying to come out. And, like, yeah, just, like, the fact that he 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 eats it 
by being tricked to running a bayonet of all the like futuristic things that they're trying of all the like calculators taped to clipboards that this movie tries to shoehorn in to really show it's futuristic it's the fact that he pulls out a a long rifle with a bayonet attached to it uh and that's his end by driving it into an electrical socket and it blows out his computer brain yeah it's a spaceship with electrical sockets yeah what the fuck is even happening here (laughs) why does he have a bayonet why does he have a long rifle Uh, yeah I I, i i now demand i demand a a movie just about Sergeant Hooker because in in five minutes, he became the most interesting character in the entire movie and was gone uh, before anything that any of the revelations made about him really had time to sink in. He's the most transformative character in the movie. Yeah. And there's a guy who turns into a fucking scorpion spider. (laughs) Like there's a lot of competition for that. Gina, you love goop. You you love obvious dummies. So what is your evaluation of Dr. Mittenhands slash Dr. Mitten Spider? Uh, I mean <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's gross. It, it 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 it's cheap looking, but also looks really gross at the same time. Yeah. So I guess I, I I guess it's effective in its own way. I don't really understand how his biology works at one point. He's obviously spraying a lot of spider webs everywhere, but they're everywhere fleshy. That he couldn't really get. Yeah, but then yeah, when he strings up uh, uh, sticks, uh, he's in some sort of uh, meat net. Yeah, he's like he's just uh, trapped in in, in tri tip. Yeah, it's 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 it, he spins like gore webs over everything because I guess he's still in the process of degenerate like his mut- mutagenic degeneration into the mitten spider that is also affecting his brain capacity. And also I, unless I'm mistaken, uh, at least one of his hands ends in a scorpion stinger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also got another scorpion stinger on the back and Mm -hmm. he's got one computer eye. Yeah. That part of it, that part of it really, I was like, so we are acknowledging the fact that there's still like a cyborg part of him. That like crawled yeah. out, and so we're gonna show that in this one weird tricolor computer eye. Uh, yes. But the rest of him is full on spider scorpion. <laughs> so there's this whole rigmarole where the leprechaun has set the entire spaceship to blow up, uh, and it for in 19 minutes. Mm-hmm. And boy, you feel every <laughs> second of that 19 minutes. That is that feels like it's very much in real time. <laughs> all of a sudden it becomes an episode of 24 <laughs> you're just like wait oh my god is it really going to take 19 minutes it absolutely does spoiler yep. alert the bitten spider steals uh dr tina's pants mm-hmm. um there's a prolonged fight in the uh cargo bay which the princess refers to as cargo bay and i really that that was a good line rating yeah and they in biggin the leprechaun and he wanders around inside of a a, a cargo bay with miniature uh, pieces in it. And it it looks genuinely good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an out of nowhere thing. Like it's, it's very evident, like where they were stashing the bulk of this movie's budget in, in the giant leprechaun sequence and in the mitten spider, like, prosthetics and puppet uh 
because like those two things I felt like, oh, these actually look decent. Like these actually work uh, as composed like almost everything else that precedes it in the movie. Yeah. And and him and the and the prince is kind of a falling out or and but she gets knocked on the head because he he magics a bunch of zits on her face. Mm-hmm. It's it's very complicated. Anyways, <laughs> she doesn't end up dying, um, but he does because after books has an incident where he's shot in the shoulder and decides to take off his shirt mm-hmm. for reasons. Uh, because he was on Bold and the Beautiful, I'm not sure. He <laughs> he has a great body at the time. Not not to knock it. Why wouldn't you take off your shirt when you're when you're stacked like that? Right. And uh, then he finally fucking hits a button, and they open up the space doors, and the leprechaun gets dragged outside very slowly, and then blows up real good. Yeah. Uh, he he he. he. He, you know, he does that thing that happens when you're exposed to the vacuum of space, which is explode. Yeah, <laughs> but not every part of him. No, Just not certain no. parts of him because yeah. his hand does flip off the camera mm-hmm. at, a, at another part, as as his is want to do. Uh, then they stop the clock um, by uh, cutting off the the self destruct. They uh, destroyed Mitten Spider by spraying him with liquid nitrogen and blowing him up. Mm-hmm. And that that's 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 the movie. that's literally that's literally it. And the 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 thing is, I in order to stop the self destruct, it takes a code, and only Mitten Spider knows the code. And so they're trying to like reverse engineer what could the code be, and they somehow figure out it's a five letter word. Uh, and then they remember earlier in the movie when Mitten Hands made himself known to the crew that he was very much like the Wizard of Oz. So yes. they deduce that it must be wizard, <laughs> and they're right. During like the last three seconds before mm-hmm. before the ship is set to explode. Yeah. My favorite part of this is that when they enter the the letters for wizard, they're in a completely different font. Yeah, the font's like the font's like some sort of like weird like child's handwriting yeah. font. <laughs> yeah, the 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 display is in Arial, and then wizard is display in Comic Sans. It's <laughs> it's a choice. It is uh, a choice, and it's not even the same fucking color. No. <laughs> It's, it's it's like yeah. they decided that way after the fact. It's like the last <laughs> thing that happened before they shipped those video cassettes to Blockbuster. Yeah, and and oh. and and they stop it, and they all hug and roll credits. It's li- like literally, there's nothing else we need to say. Like they stopped everything, so yeah. they win. That's all we have to tell the movie. Movie over. Mo- movie's done. Mo- movie is given all it has to give. It has no more penises for a Leprechaun yeah. to jump out of. For it had conquered them all. Yeah, Gina, uh, this is your opportunity. You know, you're saving. You're 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 angry. You want <laughs> retribution, and it's righteous. Yeah, so. you know, I I I just I I don't know. You guys both seem to genuinely enjoy it, and I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I actually don't like pissing on people's cornflakes. So I will say like is a strong word. I went in expecting to hate this endeared. It's, it's like, I I have, I have no skin in the game. If, if, if you want to rip it to shreds, rip it to shreds. Like there's, there's parts of it. that are just very, very dumb and willfully. So 
I, I'm not harmed in any way <laughs> or form because I've already eaten the cornflakes. Yeah. So piss away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't particularly enjoy movies that are intentionally bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Patrick, I we talked about I'm not into you know, the Sharknados or, or, or anything like that. I, I think that they have a, a, a place, mm-hmm. but I don't particularly enjoy them. And I don't know what kind of movie this was trying to be. <laughs> um, I, again, I've never seen any of the Leprechaun movies, so I can't say for certain. I, I don't imagine they were actually ever scary. Um, no. But this is no. one of those you know movies that's very self-aware. It's very winking at the audience, like, you know, oh, we know you love this kind of shit. Look, she's topless now. (laughs) And, you know, I was a little bit surprised initially that this movie was made all the way back in 1996, because I I keep thinking this is a fairly recent series. You know, like sometimes this started sometime in the late 90s, and I expect this maybe this was like, you know, mid 2000s. But this is like 25 years old. And and <laughs> and and you know what? It looks it. Well, like, the, the, the crazy thing to, too to think about the timing of this series is that the first Leprechaun came out in 1993. So this they literally were churning out one Leprechaun movie a year until after this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, they just keep at it. It, it it's one of the reasons we enjoyed covering friday the 13th at the beginning was because they made eight movies in nine years like it's a little slice in time um but of course th- there this is a slice out of no time that has ever existed <laughs> and and to say that it's like oh it's so 1997 is to say oh it's like every other canadian sci-fi movie that they made for a couple of dimes they rubbed together so hard sparks flew off of something it's very cheap it's particularly stupid uh it has a couple charming moments but i wouldn't recommend i wouldn't recommend everyone run out and watch it because it just ain't everyone's cup of tea no it is a bad movie but i don't think it is inherently intentionally bad the way that sharknado is where they're they have a quick turnover and things like that. I think it's bad in that there is so little heart in anything being done in this movie that to say that it's being like filmed in is being or phoned in is being very generous. I mean, it it basically feels like someone is using this as a tax dodge and we, and, but they have a tax dodge every year. Like every year they find a new dentist is like, Holy (laughs) fuck. I got to get rid of all of this money. (laughs) Please give me something that will wash away the taint of the drugs that I sold under the table. I, I have to find a way to still make house payments when I have all this drug money. And they're like, have you considered making a leprechaun movie? And then they do it. And then we get to watch it. This one in particular, I have to wonder, did Warwick Davis like making this movie? I feel like he did. I feel like he did in the fact that it was a paycheck. And that he got to monologue a lot more than just do a bunch of couplets. Uh, One called, oh, and also another fun fact is that unlike the other three Leprechaun movies, he's never called the Leprechaun in this movie. Nor is he referred to as Lubden 
which yeah. is apparently what his character is named. Oh, well, he has but, a name. Yeah, Lubden. Mm-hmm. No, they just L-U-B-D-A-N. keep calling. They just keep calling him. They keep referring to him as an alien. He's like, no, he's clearly a leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> but this, they exist in a time in which Lucky Charms has been erased from existence. It was canceled, Gina. Lucky Charms was canceled, and now no one knows what leprechauns are. That this is the, our future if we allow these things to happen, Gina. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face on that stupidity. So that brings us to America's favorite game show that it's not aware of, and that is Choose Your Own Death Venture. And that is where we decide of the deaths presented in this film, if you were forced to die that way, uh, which one of these deaths would you choose and why? Up for bid today, we have sliced in the taint by a lightsaber we got a leprechaun supermaning out of your dick uh digested by flesh eating bacteria uh smashed by an already crumpled steel crate which i think is just rude uh you have uh gently fall to your death uh bayonet electrocution mutated into spider frozen by liquid nitrogen and shattered by machine gun and finally, explode in the vacuum of space. And Justin, you're our guest. So I turn to you for your answer first. I got to say, the options on the board aren't, aren't ideal. They aren't, they, aren't, they aren't ideal. Like, I think there's a few flashier ways to go, like the exploding yeah. in space, the mutating into a giant spider scorpion being frozen by liquid nitrogen and then exploded. Um, I honestly think of... Of the deaths presented in the movie in the way that they're presented, I would almost have to say the flesh-eating bacteria simply simply because of how quick it is. Like, you do hear them screaming in pain for, like, a minute, maybe, but, like, in the time it takes them to books to grab Mooch and, like, get him to the airlock and for them to open the airlock, he's a skeleton. He is yeah. completely devoured, almost. He's a Pirates uh, of the Caribbean. So I, I think I think my money's it. on flesh-eating bacteria on this one, uh, which also you know it it raises the, the the question started to form in my mind as I watched it of, well, wouldn't the bacteria be able to like escape from the opening of the suit and get on you know books and Doctor Tina and it started to form and then my brain went fuck this and like <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was like it was like don't stop trying to apply that level of logic where we are. We are halfway through this movie. You can't. You can't start now. It, it doesn't work that way. Uh, Gina, what say you? I uh, I spent most most of my time watching this movie, praying for a quick death <laughs> to to get me out of both having to watch it and having to talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I would say I'm going to take the uh, getting getting crushed by a metal cube. Because okay. again, it's quick. He kind of saw it coming, but before he really registered, he was he was he was a pancake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real fast, so you know you got that going for you. I mean, that's um, that's that's the nice thing about the deaths in this movie is that none of them are particularly drawn out. No, I, the only one that really comes close is is Mitten Spiders. Yeah, just because like there's there's a lot going until that final element, but everyone else goes pretty quickly. Um, I, just for because I'm a showman, <laughs> I think bayonet electrocution is for me because at least you know I would die on stage as I have always wanted to do. <laughs> I'd be able to do character work. I'd be in a wig again, you know, in front of an audience as I've always been meant to be. So, 
I'm going bayonet electrocution. Hmm. Uh, that's just the death for me. Uh, before we go, of course, uh, we want to to plug what everyone is doing. Uh, Justin, where can people find you and and hear more from you? Oh, sure thing. Uh, <clears throat> if if you enjoy these sort of uh, nerdy extrapolations and over applying logic to things that did not have that level of logic applied to them in the first place, uh, feel free to follow me over on TikTok. I am at moose underscore zero, like the large Canadian land mammal uh, underscore zero. I do a lot of uh, comic book deep dive videos. I do, uh, you know, a, a lampooning of the sort of gatekeepery culture around comics and things like that as well. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm elsewhere on social media, but nowhere near as active as I am on TikTok. That's very, you're, you're very good at that. Um, Thank you. and you have a surprisingly good flow. Thank for, you. Um, you know, you have a musical theater background, but I was mm. not expecting that level of, of, of rhyme scheme from you. And I, I that's worthy of praise, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. I was surprised at it uh, myself. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's a, a fun thing to play around with. Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? Um, I write about movies and television at school.net. Uh, recently I reviewed coming to America, the confusingly titled sequel to coming to america <laughs> um, uh, i am also on twitter under porcelain 72 do it today people check it out of course you can find us on twitter and facebook and occasionally instagram uh under uh our our moniker of, of kill by kill pod and of course please write and review us uh we have not had a review in a little bit uh, we would love it if you would rate and review us on whatever uh, social, whatever uh, podcast app you have. It helps us be seen and heard by more people. Next week, we're returning to our grand franchise of this season, and that is Scream 2. We'll be talking about the most inexplicably great sequel in, uh, in horror history as it was conceived of, filmed one and a half times, and placed into theaters 364 days from the first film's release it's uh it's crazy and it's pretty damn good and i think we're gonna have a fun time talking about it we're gonna split that one into two because there's a whole lot to talk about i'm sure we will be discussing our favorite reference point that is your friend died have you considered my penis that's probably <laughs> gonna happen gina <laughs> our favorite <laughs> we love it when boyfriends are like yeah i can help you pass this i have a penis yeah um it's a, a scream favorite and uh until then uh for myself and for gina and for justin bye-bye everybody bye bye, bye.